Bravo Babes. Welcome to All Things Bravo. I'm Hannah. And I'm Kara. And today we're going to be talking about Real Housewives of New Jersey and Vanderpump. All right, so let's get into the Real Housewives of New Jersey first. All right, I think Rachel was having a very nice lunch for everybody. I'm surprised the men were able to walk and talk and function with how drunk they were the night before. But man, those steaks look good. Yeah, they did. Those are some fat, juicy steaks. Yeah. But poor Danielle didn't even get a chance to have one because she just ups and leaves. I don't get why she left. I I understand from her standpoint. She says that she's told the whole story. There's nothing more. And she feels that they're essentially calling her a liar because they think she's not telling the whole story. But I don't know. I don't think she should have left. I think she should have stayed. If... If she's telling the whole story and that's it, like, why do you need to walk out and leave? Because she's hiding something. She yeah. doesn't want something to get the, get out. Like, talking, she just won't talk about it. So everyone is presuming, or assuming, presuming, assuming <laughs> the worst. Like, there's more issues going on. And, yeah, there might not be, but just talk about it, get it out. And then it's dropped and over with. Mm-hmm. I feel like her running away just fuels people thinking that she's not telling the whole story, which, I mean, she might not be. She might be. It's really hard to tell. It is. But she's giving Margaret fuel for her arsenal. For her arsenal. Mm-hmm. You know, Margaret's going to go and talk to whoever she needs to talk to to find the truth. Yeah, she is. I just hope that Margaret uncovers it because I want to know. Yeah, that's true. There's got to be something more to it. Yeah. See, I could see somebody being petty enough to be like, you know what? You blocked me on Instagram. I'm not talking to you. But I feel like at the end of the day, if that's your brother, you should be able to get over it. But from what I get, they haven't been talking for a while now. So, like, why would you let Instagram? Or TikTok. Wasn't she making TikTok videos, too, during COVID? Maybe. She was at home and bored. But I think it was the whole Instagram thing. Like, if that's with your, if it's with another person, like that you, like, is a friend and they get mad and they block you, whatever, then they block you. Who cares? You can just end that friendship. But when it's your sibling, like, why would you, why would you just not talk to them ever again? Yeah, get it out in the open. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, I don't like that you did this. Can you not do it? Just ignore me or block me. And I understand why you're blocking me. Don't make fun of me on Instagram. Then we just block each other and not talk to each other. Yeah. Don't watch the foolish videos. See, also, I don't get why she blocked her brother. I mean, I get he was making fun of her and that's annoying. But why couldn't she just say, stop watching my videos? Exactly. Maybe because it was COVID and they were on lockdown. (laughs) He had nothing else to do but watch her weird videos. I don't know. All right, so let's get into Teresa not inviting Melissa's family to the wedding. What are your thoughts? That there's more on that, too. Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, like, Teresa went into saying, oh, 10 years ago. It was 10 years ago. Yeah, we should be dropping things that happened 10 years ago. Exactly. And especially since, like, uh, Melissa's mom and sister 
were there to help out when Teresa was in jail and Teresa's, I'm sorry, Melissa's family is always at like family occasions. Like, yeah, I don't get why Teresa couldn't just invite them just to be nice. I get that, like, it's your wedding, you do what you want to do. But when, you, when you're doing what you want to do and you're causing issues with your only sibling, like maybe we should just do things for the sake of being nice. And it was 10 years ago. Yeah, I don't think people should be still hold. Well, I feel like actually, I feel like Teresa holds grudges and she has a very hard time letting things go. She does. And she did say, what was her saying? It was, um, I can't remember because I'm old. Um, <laughs> thing about forgiving and forgetting, she'll she'll forgive. Oh, she forgives, but she doesn't forget. Yeah, she surely never forgets. Yeah. And being a person that holds grudges, there's only so long that you could hold a grudge with a family member because mm-hmm. they're your family. Yeah, I think if you want to hold a grudge against a random person for your whole life, go for it, go ahead. But when it comes to your family, at a certain point, If you want to continue being a family, you need to just forget about it. Especially if people start dying off, like Teresa's parents did. Yeah, and then you end up with one sibling. Or none. (laughs) And just one parent that you can't hold grudges against. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Teresa, let it go. She needs to. Like, when they're sitting there, her... Melissa, Joe, and Louie, and... Oh, hold my hand while we talk about this. Oh, okay, yes, let's hold Take hand. my hand. In honor of Louie, we'll hold hands. So, like, when they're sitting there talking, and, you know, Louie's trying to make things better because he wants to be the peacemaker, Melissa starts saying that, well, last year when Margaret was coming at me, you should have defended me more. Like, let's not be petty and bring up things from... A year ago, five years ago, ten years ago. Like, just drop it. Start fresh and move on. And Margaret even said, because Margaret came over because she wanted to know what was going on. And Teresa starts telling her, Margaret's like, no, no, no. She did stand up for you. Like, what did she expect Melissa to do? Get up and start yelling at Margaret like Teresa would have done? No. She did pull her aside and say, hey... You know, that's Teresa and Louie and whatever. But I mean, like, even Margaret said, no, she stuck up for you. Teresa gets something stuck in her head and it's there forever. And Mm -hmm. she won't listen to anything else. Like, I think Louie even said that to her as he was. He's a he he's a weirdo. I was about to say that. I'm like, should I call him a weirdo or not? Yeah, he's a weirdo. Like he's got like a hidden anger in him. Oh, like, he he tries to be the peacemaker, like, Melissa, let's hold hands while we talk. And then Teresa comes over, and he's like, no, Teresa, we're having a conversation. You're making it worse. And he just, like, blows up. And then and then he's back on the couch trying to play peacemaker again. It's very, like, like whoa. Like, like, you get whiplash. He's angry one minute, and he's a peacemaker the next minute, and he's angry again, and then... And then he's wearing Nono's pajamas. Oh, my God. 
That was the most bizarre thing I've ever heard in my life. And I really don't think No-No's pajamas would fit Louie. <laughs> He's a little too tall. Yeah, a little bit tall. And I think I think No-No had a belly. I don't yeah. know. But he was short. Unless Louie's wearing capris to bed. <laughs> He's wearing capris and a crop top. <laughs> <laughs> that really makes Teresa's daughters feel safe. Capris and a crop top to bed. <laughs> I don't understand why what he wears to bed matters to like to their safety. Like who is like, wow, my soon to be stepdad is wearing my grandpa's pajamas. I feel so safe. <laughs> it's just bizarre. I think he's like a little delusional. I don't know, but I like that house they live in. It's real nice. Yeah. Louis. Louis Louis. I mean, okay, I could like the whole pizza oven thing. And Louis losing $250,000. And Joe wants in on it. Being a business owner myself, I know that if I'm putting money in, I'm going to take most of the profit to get that money back. Yeah, it was Joe's idea and their family. 5% was a little bit on the cheap side. I would give mm-hmm. him like maybe 25 and, and you know, and he could start putting some money in if he wants more. But it was just an idea. Yeah. It wasn't. Also, I feel like if Joe, so Joe thinks that it, it's his idea, so he doesn't need to put any of the money in. Then he should have came to Louie and said, just an FYI, this is my idea. So I'm coming to you to be like an investor, not like a decision maker. Right. Like that should have been clear and upfront. Like this is my idea. I just need you as the money to back up my idea and you'll get 50%. And then if Louis cool with that, then okay. If he's not cool with it, then, then we're not doing a pizza, pizza oven business. And I think since, like, Joe got mad, like, no, I want more than 5%, which Louis was being cheap, and they just decided to go their separate ways, I don't understand why Joe got upset that they did another pizza thing with, like, Teresa and the girls, skinny pizza or something, and Louis just trying to gain his, get his money back, his investment. Wait, so the skinny pizza thing, they didn't go off and do their own thing. So Joe said... That he got his nephew involved. Where's this nephew from? His I feel only like sibling. I feel like it has to be a nephew on Melissa's side. Oh, okay. Because Teresa only has girls. girls. Yeah. I was like, who's this nephew? <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming on on uh, Melissa's side. But so he brought this nephew in to help out, and the nephew like receives the boxes for the pizza oven, and he's like, Joe, did you see these? It's like Teresa in the girls, and it's labeled skinny pizza. So Teresa thought that because Louie is the one putting in all the money, that they can be the decision makers. And that's what made Joe angry, because he was like, it's supposed to be No-No's pizza. No-No's pizza, and then it was his whole idea, and then they come in, and they're changing it all. And like, skinny pizza doesn't make sense. No, you don't get skinny from eating pizza. And this is for a pizza oven. A pizza oven. There's no way to cook a pizza to make it skinny. 
<laughs> it's the ingredients that could make it skinny. So it, it just, it didn't make sense. But so then he called Teresa and was like, what is this? And then Teresa was like, well, like, unless you put, unless you put in the same amount of money, like, we're making the decisions. And then that's when they parted ways. Oh, I thought they parted ways. And then they did the skinny pizza. No, Joe got mad about the skinny pizza boxes. You're right. I didn't recall. And I watched it last night. <laughs> it's okay. I feel like it was, I thought it was all confusing. Because for some reason at first, I thought they were starting a pizza place. Then I was like, oh, it's it's a just the oven. oven. And then I, I was confused. I was like, because they're saying, because Joe was saying that Louie's getting 50% and he put in 250. So I at first got the impression that Joe was also putting in a 250. And then I was like, oh, he put in nothing. He just thinks that his idea is worth is, half. Yeah. Which doesn't quite make sense. No, because there'd be a lot of people out there. Making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you can go and, like, patent your idea and sell it. But unless you do that, like, I don't think your idea is worth 50% if somebody's putting in all the money. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Being a woman business owner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, but it's funny, though, because we are in the pizza business. We are. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not skinny from eating pizza. <laughs> nope. See, that's how that's how we can really say that the oven does nothing to make you skinny. All it does is cook the pizza. Unless they're making a really flat pizza. See, but then it's the ingredients. The oven literally cooks it. And whether you're eating the pizza raw, half-baked, regular, well-done that's not going to make you skinny. It's the ingredients. It's the carbs. Yeah. It's the crust. It's the cheese, the toppings. It's That has nothing to do with the oven. So I don't know what Teresa was thinking. Skinny pizza when you're selling an oven. And why are you selling boxes to go with an oven? No, I think it's the box that the oven comes in. You know, like if you go to the store and you buy a pizza oven or like an appliance... It comes in a box. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were like selling pizza because okay. they had pizza boxes. I thought it was like pizza pizza boxes, not an oven box. No, it's an oven box. <laughs> See, okay, wait. If you had a pizza place and you named it Skinny Pizza and you have Skinny Pizza on the boxes, that makes sense. Why are you naming your pizza oven Skinny Pizza? Yeah. It should just be pizza oven. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Or ceramic pizza oven. Or, or well, brick like, oven pizza. Well, like you the know, No-No's well, pizza oven would sound fine. Yeah. I'm really confused about this. <laughs> okay, that's how I felt when I was watching it. I felt very confused. Because, I don't know. All right, <laughs> let's just move on. <laughs> All right, what are we talking about next? Uh, should we talk about how, like... Why does Teresa want Louie to fix her problems? Because remember, she got all angry at the couch and, like, turned to Louie and said, you fix this. Mm-hmm. You do it. This is something between her and her brother. I kind of get the impression 
that Teresa really doesn't want to fix it. Like, she doesn't care. Like, she kind of says she does. But it's like, if you really want to fix it, why are you bringing up petty things from a year ago? Like, back to Melissa not defending, defending her, her against Margaret. So I feel I kind of feel like because Louis always wants to be the peacemaker, he's telling her, like, you need to make it better. And then she's like, you know what? Like, you fix it. Louis can't fix it. It has to be Teresa. It, it has, has to. to be Teresa, Melissa, and Joe. Louis wasn't there 10 years ago when the thing mm-hmm. happened with Melissa's mom and sister or like the year before, but like Margaret came forward and said, no, she defended you. Mm-hmm. And I think the only the only way for them to fix it is they need to sit down. And Teresa needs to let everything go. Just just forget everything in the past and just start new. Uh, see, that I don't think she could ever do. But maybe they need to sit down with a therapist or a mediator. Yeah, like someone neutral. Louis, yeah. And not any of their friends. Somebody out, you know. Like a therapist would yeah, probably be the best option. Help them work through their problems. They are the only two. Yeah, that would be really sad if they end up just not talking. Like, I I get if she decides that she doesn't want Melissa in the wedding. Like, you don't want her to stand up. Okay, that's fine. But then, like, the not inviting her family when it seems to be, because everybody else is agreeing, that when you have a big Italian family, like, that's just how they do it. Like, I think to a lot of people, it's just, it's your wedding, you invite who you want. But I think that there's that, like, Italian culture. I don't know. And Jennifer, you know what? Her last little bit at the end of the show where she was like, Melissa and Joe just double down on Teresa. No, they don't. They just argue back and forth. And there's two of them, two of them there. But it, if you notice, mostly they weren't ganging up on her. They no. were just telling her their feelings, and she just didn't want to hear it. Yeah, and I find Jennifer Aiden to be really annoying. And I think that she, I get that she is friends with Teresa, but like they're siblings. Like, stay out of it. Don't bring it up to other people. Like, just let them handle their issues. Don't be trying to, like, butt in. Yeah. Exactly. And I hate when she's doing her little, what's it called when they're sitting there talking after a scene? Their interviews? Yeah. How she's, like, and she, like, plays with her hair, like, when she says something like, oops, I shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. She's always. Yeah. I'm not a fan of hers at no. all. Me neither. All right. So I think that's pretty much it for New Jersey. Let's get into my favorite, Vanderpump Rules. Your favorite. Yes. There's so much going on. Let's talk about last night's episode first, and then we'll get into everything we've heard about the reunion and the scandal. The scandal. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for the reunion. I'm dying to see it. I just want to watch, like, James and Lala light them on fire. Mm Mm-hmm. Those two. (laughs) 
Those two, okay, they crack me up, especially James. And actually, was that the first time we got to see James's father? No, I think we've seen him before. Have we? I think so. Maybe you have. You're more into that show than I am. Yeah, I've seen every episode. And I'm pretty sure they've shown him before. Okay. Because I I don't remember ever seeing him. But I was like, oh my God, that's James's father. They like kind of talk the same. Yeah, they do. Like like their faces, like they kind of look the same. And then it was funny when I was watching the show with somebody last night, um, they showed like the little clip of James's mom, you know, not agreeing with him drinking every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And they, he looks at me and goes, she's not British. <laughs> Where's her accent? I said, no, she's from America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, I don't know. I was like, wow, James's dad. Never seen him before. I feel like they have shown him. I'm not 100% sure. I know they've at least shown photos of him. Uh, yeah, I've seen photos, but not mm-hmm. in person. He seems like a nice chap. Yeah. Is he friends with Lisa Vanderpump, too? I think he is. I think that's how James knew Lisa and got connected at Sir. Probably. Yeah, was because of right. his dad. I wonder if his dad is friends with PK. I was just, I was thinking <laughs> the same thing. I'm like, he reminds me a lot of PK. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to just assume. They even kind of look alike. <laughs> they kind of do. <laughs> I don't want to just like assume that all the British people in America know each other. <laughs> but I just wonder. But they're in the same like music industry and. Yeah, I feel like they have to know each other. And and didn't didn't James's dad like work with some George Michaels did he yeah yeah so I feel like him and PK should know each other I think it was George Michaels probably he's the one that recently passed away or not recently like a couple years ago passed away yeah I think it was him yeah the guy from Wham yeah (laughs) Wham is back in my day (laughs) and then he left Wham (laughs) Wham oh my gosh um speaking of James and his drinking I thought he was getting, like, out of control in this episode. Yeah, he was. Like, in previous episodes up until this point, he seemed to be handling the alcohol fine. And I don't know if that's just, like, the editing of the show. They weren't showing him, like, getting a little wild. But he got wild in this episode. Like, at Lisa's house. Yeah. If somebody grabbed my nice china and was... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then um, at the end of the episode, when they made it to Mexico, and him and Ariana are arguing about the guy that put his arm around James's shoulder. I thought he came up and hugged him. Or did he put an arm around him? I don't know. I don't know. I think, think, like, James said that the guy, like, put his arm around him, and then Lala said it was, like, a drunken hug. Yeah. I don't know. But James, like, got aggressive with the guy. But then he was, like, I don't know. He just seems like the alcohol is getting to him again. Yeah, and I still think he's got a lot of feelings for Raquel, Rachel. Oh, yeah, he does. That was very apparent in this episode. Yes, very apparent. Like, when she's talking to Schwartz at Vanderpump's house, and he's just, like, lingering there, like, watching them. I was like, okay, creeper, like, move it along. You have a girlfriend. (laughs) Like, I know they showed him, like, lay in those, like, lounge chairs, and then, like, the camera kind of pans out, and you see James, 
like staring at them. Yeah. He's like, like he needs to know like what they're talking about. Like I feel yeah. like he's jealous. He's got to be jealous because then he called Schwartz fat. Schwartz is not fat. No. I saw he's him with, not. with a sweatshirt off because he was too hot. Wait, tell me why. And he puts on another one. Sweatshirt. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. You just said you were taking off your sweater because you're hot. Why did you put another sweater on when it's 96 degrees in L.A.? 97. Oh, 97. <laughs> I'm thinking 97. That's not bad. I live in Arizona. It gets to like 115, 120. Yeah. Maybe he's used to it. Maybe that's why he put on another sweater. <laughs> he, he just put on a lighter one. <laughs> yeah. That one didn't look as heavy. No, it as didn't. his crew neck. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh but james like and he called he's got to be jealous because he called schwartz fat mm-hmm. and he's not and then also back to the end of the episode when he gets into his room in mexico with ali why is he talking about raquel in the like swim up pool or something and then even she was like stop talking about your ex right i'm actually like they're it's not her it's James. It gets very like an, when I see them together, get me so annoyed. Like when they were mm-hmm. at the tarot card reading, and he kept touching her and kissing her, and it was like she was just kind of like, "Stop! I want to get my cards read." Yeah, I feel like he seems very clingy, and I kind of think now after like watching the episode, like he's trying to. Not just convince Allie, but convince himself that he's over Raquel. Yeah. Like, when he, at boys' night, when Raquel showed up, he made sure to text Allie to let her know. And Which I could see that, because that's being respectful. Because mm-hmm. if, like, I found out later that your ex was there and you couldn't tell me, I'd be a little pissed off. Yeah. I mean, that was, like, being respectful on his part. But then, like... You see, like, like he so desperately needed Allie to be at Sheena's wedding. And he's convinced that she originally wasn't invited because Raquel didn't want her there. And I just, like, now, like, his actions kind of seem like he's so clingy to Allie and everything because he's trying to convince himself that he's over Raquel. Yeah, most definitely. Definitely. I feel like at this point, though, after the Scandaval thing, if he's not over Raquel, then he's got some real issues. <laughs> I'm I'm sure he is over. Mm-hmm. At least I hope. And God, I hope he doesn't ask Ellie to marry him. Yeah, I hope not. Because, like, she seems, like, really sweet and nice. But, I, She's not ready. Yeah. And also, I feel like James is not. No. Especially after the way it seems that he... It seems that he's still... Stuck on Raquel. Yeah. But good for Ellie from, like, getting up and walking away from the table. Mm-hmm. Because James was acting like an ass. Yeah. All right. So I feel like Brock really seems like a different person now. He's a, he's a crier. He is. But I feel like, you know, like, I thought it was so sweet how he tells Lala that, like... Because of her bitching or... Was she bitching or she just, like, called it all out? She was, like, calling him out. Yeah. And, like, Lala said that she, she'll never stop apologizing because she should not have come at him like that. But then I thought it was really sweet that he, like, 
mentioned and he like recognizes that like because of Lala, he like wants to be a better person and he's trying to take care of that situation with his other kids. I just, I really like Brock, Sheena, and Lala's like relationship. They're all like BFFs. Yeah. And I thought it was so funny when Sheena said how they've discussed buying a house in LA and all living together to be this <laughs> modern family. And then she's like, but the conjugal visits will just be for me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which funny. I'm surprised they haven't done that because Lala mentions on her podcast all the time how she just wants to have a giant house and have like her friends live there and her mom and her brother. Like she has no interest in like being with like another guy and like marrying him and she just wants to like live with her friends and family but it was also nice that brock complimented lala on raising ocean Mm -hmm. and that basically he kind of basically said that he'll always be in her life Mm -hmm. like yeah and it's always together yeah and it's really sweet to see like on like like lala will post on her stories that like when they're hanging out like i think like one time brock was like trying to teach ocean how to like float in the water like or like they go to chargers games and he has ocean on his shoulders like i don't know their friendship just seems really nice well that's good ocean needs a a father figure that's not randall yeah (laughs) yeah definitely not yeah and Schwartz and Sandy's, like, after party from the tea party. That was weird. Why do you need an after party after this little tea party? Just can't get crazy at uh, At Lisa's Lisa's house. house. (laughs) Yeah. And and I love when I was at James. I was like, how many soft opens are you going to (laughs) have? Oh, my God. I feel like when they did their food tasting with Greg, I feel like Greg could have given them the nastiest tasting food. And they would have been like, sounds great, Greg. We got a great menu. But the a lobster corn dog? Or Yeah, it was a lobster corn dog. It sounds okay. gross to me. I don't I I don't eat fish, so obviously it sounds gross to me. I don't know if it sounds gross to other people, but it's weird. Yeah. And like the salads that they had were a little weird. Honestly, I don't know if it's just because I, I mean it is because I'm a picky eater. It sounds like I would not eat a single thing at Schwartz and Sandy's. You know, I was, like, looking forward to our next trip to L.A. to go, like, try the food there and stuff. But after seeing their tasting menu, I'm like, no. Maybe I'll just go for a cocktail or something, but I'm not eating the food. No, me neither. It all looked too, like... It's like foo-foo food. Yeah, it just... It didn't... Lobster corn dogs don't appeal to me. The salads just didn't look appealing to me. And for some reason, when I think of the name Schwartz and Sandy's, I think of a deli. I'm pretty sure that that's what Katie was trying to tell them when she said that their name sucked. It sounds like a deli. Yeah, it does not sound like a bar. No. A bar restaurant. Especially like a bar that you walk into and it's like you just took mushrooms. There's like a patch of grass hanging from the ceiling <laughs> in the weird sound bath thing. Like, and then like they have like this upscale food. None of that. To, I don't, I don't get that from hearing Schwartz and Sandy's. 
No. And like the name is really cute. Schwartz and Sandy's. Their sign that they have is really cute. But I would think I was going to a deli like, damn it, give me a corned beef sandwich. Mm -hmm. Forget about the lobster corn dog. Give me a corned beef sandwich. (laughs) Yeah, that's just it. Like, I think of it as a deli. Yeah. And that sound bar. Before you go into the bathroom, what do you do? Just kind of sit there and listen to the also, sounds? Also, like, why are you, why would you put the sound bath there? Like, why do you want people to congregate outside of the bathrooms? Well, I don't know. It's- why would you, if it kind of smelled in the bathroom, why are you going to go and pee in it? And did she squat over a urinal or did she go no, in I think there's the a pooper stall. toilet? <laughs> yeah. The men's pooper. That was very odd that okay, it was really what I thought was even weirder than her peeing in the men's bathroom was so they're doing the sound bath thing. And then why does Raquel say, What's in the bathroom? What do you think is in the bathroom? A couple toilets and a sink. And a urinal, because it was the men's bathroom. Yeah. But, like, do you think they put, like, a magic crystal ball in the bathroom? Like, galaxy lights. Oh, maybe. She was hoping they (laughs) hid the galaxy lights in the men's bathroom. (laughs) Even Sheena. Did you see her? She's like, oh, they're going in the men's bathroom. (laughs) Yeah. I just thought that was so odd. Like, why would you say, what's in the bathroom? Like, what else would be in a bathroom? It's a bathroom. I don't know why you need to check it out. And I'm pretty sure the men's bathroom probably looks like the women's bathroom, just with more urinals and less stalls. I don't... I mean... You said that backwards. (laughs) You said the women's bathroom has more urinals. No, I thought I said that it would look the same as the men's. But you... Oh, okay. Well, I meant that the... You know what I meant. The men's bathroom has the urinals... And less stalls. <laughs> but you know what? Maybe maybe in her defense, like, Sandoval comes up with some fucking weird-ass shit. I could see him being like, let's do something crazy in the bathroom. Yeah. So maybe that's why she wanted to know. You know, because she's getting, she's getting real close to Sandoval. At this point in time, the Scandoval's already started. So maybe she's like, hmm, he likes to do funky stuff. What do you put in the bathroom? Yeah, like the grass patch. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that. <laughs> I don't know. But weird. Like I've been to <clears throat> restaurants in LA, Beverly Hills. And I don't think I've ever been to one that has a grass patch hanging from the ceiling. No, I've never been in a restaurant that has grass on the ceiling. And it's weird because it just looks like a rectangle patch. It's not like the whole ceiling has grass. It's like a weird rectangle, rectangular patch with like twinkle lights on it. How do they water it? Is it fake? I don't is think it real? so. I think it's real. I feel like that'd be difficult because you got to keep that alive. It'll turn brown on you if you don't take care of it. Okay. You know how in the summer, in the months of like July, mm-hmm. grass goes dormant? Mm-hmm. Do you think their grass goes dormant? I don't know. I don't know. All right. That was weird. (laughs) (laughs) You're funny. One thing I found totally funny was when they were in Mexico and they were all going to bed and they show Raquel 
and Schwartz. With the fucking galaxy lights. Yes. Are we five years old? No. I don't, I don't understand. But I guess it makes sense because if you're looking at the cast as a whole, like Raquel, Schwartz, Sandoval, they seem very like childlike. Yeah, they do. Like they don't seem like they've like grown up. Like Sandoval is going to be like 41, I think. And he's in a cover band that he basically must force these people to be in the band with him because he pays them. Like, why are you doing a cover band when you're 41 years old? I mean, like, I guess in your free time, but like, maybe you should spend that free time trying to get your restaurant open. Exactly. And then like Schwartz with his, like the way he's so like wishy-washy, he can never stand up for something. And then like Raquel is just like dumber than a box of rocks. Yeah, bimbo. <laughs> yeah, mistress bimbo. And just like like when she was, t- oh my God, that scene in the last episode, when she's talking to Lala and she's like, Lala, you know what? And then Lala's like, put a thought together. You can do it. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this girl, like she really does seem dumb. Like, so I, I guess that's why she still has the galaxy lights. And Schwartz said, was it Schwartz? I think that said that like she likes to chill out by listening to EDM music in turning on her galaxy lights. Like, how are you relaxing to EDM music? I don't know. But remember, like they showed Katie at home pouring herself a glass of wine after she was um, gardening with. With Christina. Yeah. And she has EDM music playing in the background and she's like pouring herself a glass of wine. I'm like. Oh, I guess she's in the EDM music. Well, I guess her and Schwartz were in the EDM music and putting on their galaxy lights. So why is Katie making fun of it? But maybe Katie, I could see like Schwartz being really into the galaxy lights and Katie being like, turn that shit off right now. We're not five. <laughs> like I could picture that. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was so weird. Like, and again, like back to the like, are you five years old? Like. Why are you bringing your galaxy lights to a hotel with you? Like, you can't sleep in the dark? You need a nightlight? <laughs> yeah, because you brought it to Vegas. And to Mexico. Yeah. So I feel like she needs these lights. Like, like she can't sleep without them. Probably not. It's very weird. But I was very happy for Ariana and Katie when Lisa called and... Mm-hmm. They got their location for the sandwich shop. Right. But I, I think it's funny how Lisa's like, okay, you know, not everybody gets what they want. And sometimes you need to hear no. And I'm like, she's calling them on their vacation or their wedding. I think if it was bad news, she would wait for them to come back to tell them, look, yeah, you didn't definitely. get it. So I think they kind of knew that, yeah, we're getting mm-hmm. the space. But I like how, like, everyone's, like, standing off and then, like, they hug each other. And then, like, here comes Lala and Mm -hmm. Tom and. Yeah, that's very exciting for them. Yeah. Something about her. We'll have to try that. We will. I just hope that their sandwiches are, like. Sandwiches. Normal sandwiches. Let's keep it simple. Let's not. Let's not make it weird stuff like at Schwartz and Sandy's. Let's, I mean, if you want to make some sandwiches kind of weird, go for it. But 
I hope they'd keep it simple for the most part. I picture it to be like chicken salad, tuna salad, or maybe some like other foo-foo salad. (laughs) Maybe throw in a club sandwich, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but a good sandwich shop. Mm -hmm. Not like these weird restaurants in LA. Yeah. And I guess... What else should we talk about? Should we get into what we've heard about the reunion? Sure. All right. So I heard that Lala and James were very explosive going off on Sandoval and Raquel. Rachel. Yes, Rachel. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, did you see that Sandoval took Rachel out to dinner after the reunion? Yes. Lala said on her podcast that he took Ariana there for their anniversary. Oh. So it's now like she's being upgraded. Now that she's not the side piece, he can take her out to real places instead of her showing up to his cover band performances. Very, very true. Yeah. But I did read, I think I want to say it was on page six, that... They're they're trying to make their relationship work. Like, they want to be in a relationship. But at the moment, they're not labeling it. They're just, they're just friends, but they want it to be more. She's a mistress bimbo. Yes, she is. She literally is. <laughs> I, and I don't, what I don't understand is, at that point, when they were at that pool party. Oh, my God. How could she say that stuff to Lala when she's, in fact, yes, doing it herself? That's what I'm saying. Like, you are full well knowing that you're sleeping with your best friend's boyfriend. And you have the audacity to call Lala a mistress bimbo. <laughs> like, were you talking about yourself? And as I sit here, you know, and I'm sure everyone is doing this, watching the episodes, and you're like just... I'm like analyzing yeah. everything that Raquel does. Like when she's talking to Schwartz. And then in her interview, she's like, you know, maybe like down the line there'll be something more. Like liar. Unless you and Tom and Tom are going to be in a throuple. I could, I could see them doing that. I could too, because Tom and Tom seem a little too close sometimes. But like, like why are yeah? But like, why are you gonna say maybe there'll there'll be something more down the line when you're hooking up with Sandoval? See, I can't like watching the episodes now. I'm just like so. I'm like analyzing Sandoval. I'm like analyzing Raquel, and when she interacts with Schwartz, I'm like liar, liar, mm-hmm. like yeah. oh, and then. When she was talking to Schwartz at Vanderpump's, I know everybody is, like, wondering whether or not Schwartz knew. And Schwartz admitted that he knew before everybody else knew. But there's people that are, like, he probably knew the whole time. When he was talking to Raquel, I kind of got the impression that he did not know. At that time, at least. I could... I could see in the beginning, because when they're showing it now, it's in the beginning yeah. stages of their... Yeah, because I heard that, like, I don't know when they started, like, talking, like, more than friends, but everybody's saying that 
something happened, like they hooked up, like the night of boys' night. So, like, everything that happened last episode with, like, the pool party and all that, like, that was already happening, like, when he's yelling at Lala and Katie for being mean to her. And then, and then uh, last night's episode, it was happening. Oh, I did not know. See, I'm not a really big Vanderpump fan. Know that they hooked up after boys' night. Yeah, I've been glued to like Instagram and TMZ and page six because, you know, I'm really into this and I'm trying to find out all the info I can find out. And I keep hearing that it all started like boys' night. I did notice this when they were at the pool party. At Tom's house. Do you notice when she normally goes to parties, she just kind of sits there. She'll sit in one spot and then she'll get up and sit in another spot. But this time she was just like owning this party. Yeah, because I think she has some sort of like like confidence about like I'm hooking up with Sandoval. And like when she tells James, I think it was James, that she's like, yeah, there's a pool party at Sandoval's. You're invited. And he was like, that's weird. Like, she wasn't like, there's a pool party at Sandoval and Ariana's. There's there's a pool party at Sandoval's. I know. And then he thinks that they're, like, Xing him out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like she thinks, like, oh, I'm hooking up with Sandoval. Like, I own the place now. Like. Right. Like, um, Ariana's still there. No, she, her name is on the house. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I can't stand Raquel. I can't either. When she talks, it hurts my brain. Does she put fillers in her cheeks? Why do, Why does her face look so fat? I, if you see the photos of her when she first started on the show and now, her face is so different. Yeah. And it's not just the, the, nose, the nose job that no, she No, it's like her cheeks. Like she got filler in her cheeks or I don't know, and it dripped down into like the <laughs> lower cheeks and her face looks fat. Yeah. Like a, I don't know. Like a round... Beach ball. <laughs> Beach ball Raquel. Rachel. Yeah. Rachel. It's so interesting. I want to know. I saw something. I think it was on the Dumois Instagram page where somebody said that they went to high school with Raquel and she always went by Raquel. So I'm oh, like. She, she never went by Rachel. I mean, that's what this person sent into Dumois. So I that's as far as I know. But I'm like, if her name was like Rachel, like where did Raquel fr- come from? Was she just like, I don't want to be Rachel. I want to be Raquel. Oh, I also saw on the Dumois page this morning that somebody said they knew Raquel in high school. And she was sweet, but she hooked up with a friend's boyfriend. Oh, that's so, very fitting. <laughs> mm-hmm, like, clearly, she like has a type. And it's her friend's boyfriend's, and she's still continuing that. Yeah, like, don't get her drunk in front of your boyfriend or husband. Mm -mm. She was telling the truth that night when she said, it's a good thing you don't have a boyfriend for me to be around. Could you imagine her and Emmett? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I wish she ended up with Randall. That would be karma for her. That would be hilarious. (laughs) Raquel and Randall Emmett that would be so interesting so interesting is there anything else that you heard about the reunion no I get most of my reunion tidbits from you yeah 
I'm trying to think of what else I heard. Hmm. Oh, I did hear on Lala's podcast that, so, you know, they took everybody's phone before the reunion and like they weren't allowed to have it on breaks. Like, I think Lala said that like they'd give it to her to like call and check on on Ocean. But then once she's done, like they take it back. And so apparently like when they went like on their lunch break, they were all eating together. But she said that she had no idea where they put Sandoval in Raquel. Outside in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm assuming. When you see them in the black and then Sandoval looks like he's throwing a fit and the cameras are out there. Yeah. But, like, I wonder if the producers were, like, let's keep them separate. Because, especially because, like, you don't want there to be drama on a lunch break. Like, you want to save it all for, like, when you're filming. But I also wonder if they, like... Well, plus Sheena couldn't be near Raquel. Oh, yeah, that's true. See, but I wonder, like, if they were like, let's just, let's go, let's go eat lunch together. Let's go smoke cigarettes outside. But, oh, also, about the Sheena Raquel restraining order. So, apparently Raquel had Andy give Sheena these papers that were supposed to be, like, she dropped the restraining order. And she comes out and she says this. And then she was like, we tried to uh, drop it by the reunion, but Sheena wouldn't agree on a mutually beneficial agreement. Like, she's trying to put it on Sheena. Like, it's Sheena's fault. But then Sheena's lawyer comes out. And I love this because Sheena's lawyer... Is it Daryl? No, it's not Daryl. <laughs> That's Lala's lawyer. No. <laughs> Send it to Daryl. But um, her lawyer... Only refers to Raquel as Rachel, because that's her birth given right. name. And but so her lawyer says that Raquel filed for a permanent restraining order. So until the hearing, they granted her a temporary restraining order. And because she filed not just for a temporary one, but a permanent one, she couldn't just file papers to dismiss it. Like, you either... I think you have to go to court. Yeah, you have to. So these papers that she supposedly gave Andy to give to Sheena, which Sheena's lawyer said they weren't official court documents, they weren't filed, they weren't signed, they weren't notarized. So she's trying to make it like, I tried to drop it. But when you file for a permanent restraining order, you can't just drop it. You need to go to court. Which the hearing was yesterday. Sheena showed up, but Raquel did not show up. So it is dropped, dropped now. But there was no way that it could have been dropped by the reunion. No. Because they needed to wait until their court date. Court date, right. Yeah, she just wanted to make herself look good. She did, and she's dumb because it doesn't make her look good because no. obviously the truth comes out. And you're lying about something that is like like the law. Like if you <laughs> file for a permanent restraint, like... Like, you can very easily go find this information that if you file a permanent restraining order, you can't just drop it. You have to either show up to court, say you want to drop it or not show up, but you can't drop it before the court date. Yeah, I think lawyers have, will just be like, don't show up to court. It'll be dropped. Yeah. Instead of wasting your time and going to court. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, she needs a new PR team. 
Do you think her and Sandoval used the same PR team? Because they're like... So I think they initially did. And then the day that Friday when the whole Scandoval thing came out, I read somewhere that she dropped her PR team, which was the same PR team as Sandoval, which maybe the PR team didn't want to handle the Scandoval for the both of them. Right. So then she hired a new PR team. And then her PR team's plan came out on Dumois. Like, they came out and said, this is her plan. She's going to say that Sandoval recorded this FaceTime without her knowledge and that, like, basically she was, like, taken advantage of. Then the very next day, she comes out with something saying that. Right. Then she drops that PR team, (laughs) which is a good idea. But, like, I don't know. Like... Because they're like apologies to people are horrible. And they sounded kind of the same. So that's why I was wondering mm-hmm. if they were. I mean, I feel like PR teams would go by like a basic like standard. I feel like they would all be similar, you'd think. But I don't know. Raquel is just. She's dumb. Sandoval's dumb. And at least Ariana, <clears throat> at least from what I heard. It's doing good. Yeah, she seems like like she's not letting it really like get her down. She seems which I'm sure like I'm sure inside she's probably really upset about it. I mean, she was with Sandoval for like 10 years. Yeah. And Raquel was one of her best friends. But well, she's got a lot of people by her, her side, yeah, yeah, that are Yeah, but she seems like overall she's doing good. Yeah. Which is good. All right. All right. I think that's all we have to talk about today. All right, you lovelies. Our podcast will be out every Friday. Yes. So please, please keep tuning in. And you guys have a great day. Yep. See you next time.